Yeah, man, it's your favorite nigga in late night. I mean, whenever the fuck, man, some of y'all niggas catch me in the morning. Um, Some of y'all cats catch me in the afternoon when y'all at work. Yeah, man, this is King on Uncensored, man. The hot seat, and it's major motherfuckers on the hot seat. We ain't going to transition into that, though. We got other things to talk about. But first up, Boogie Cousins got released from the Houston Rockets. I guess the the uh, latter um, mutually agreed to part ways, meaning that technically, nigga, that nigga got cut. Um, allegedly, according to the front office of the Houston Rockets, they were trying to get younger in the middle. They were focusing on Christian Wood as their center of the future. But since they released Boogie Cousins and Wood is not back in the lineup quite yet, but will be, the question is, like, (laughs) you know, who the fuck is they center? Are they going back to that P.J. Tucker at center bullshit? Because from what I'm hearing, the Lakers are trying to court Cousins and Tucker. But here's your issue with that. DeMarcus Cousins and P.J. Tucker are not a fix for Anthony Davis. First of all, Tucker is old. He's not the P.J. Tucker of four or five years ago. But my thoughts on this is, who needs Boogie? Uh, I don't know. I don't think a team, to be completely honest with y'all, I don't think a team should even gamble on a Boogie Cousins because, you know, I've seen him cursing out players and coaches and referees and other players on other teams. It just looks bad. You know, Boogie's not the same Boogie. You know, at one point, Boogie Cousins was the best big man in in all of basketball until, you know, he had a a bunch of injuries, man, and he was able, never able to really regain his true form. So, I mean, I hope Boogie finds another team, hopefully a contender. I hope he, honestly, there's a lot of teams that could use him. You know, um, Brooklyn Nets, they could use him, but Boogie has to buy into Brooklyn, just like Harden did. Harden bought into Brooklyn, despite him quitting on Houston, but um, he bought into what the Brooklyn Nets were doing. Um, let's see, who, uh, who else? The Pistons, hell, why not? Huh, we are all, the, the Detroit Pistons have always been a rest haven for washed up stars. Fuck it. Give Boogie a run there. He can come off the bench. Um, the Miami Heat could use him. 
That'd be a good place for him to land. Backing up Bam at a buyout. Um, the Toronto Raptors definitely could use a uh, boogie. Um, Dallas Mavericks absolutely, absolutely could use him. Denver could use him as a backup. Golden State he can go back there and back up Wiseman. Um, Clippers that's a good spot. Uh. Portland's probably the best spot for him to go. Or, hell, maybe a reunion in Sacramento. But I feel like he's burnt a lot of bridges down there. So, I don't know. Don't you guys notice all of the players that came up under Kobe are flourishing in the current era of basketball? Don't you notice that? Um, Look at Jordan Clarkson. Like, Jordan Clarkson is probably the lead candidate for sixth man of the year and is propelling the number one team in basketball to success. You know, tonight I've seen him lighten it up. Um, Look at D'Angelo Russell. I mean, let's look up Jordan Clarkson's numbers this year. I'm just saying, like, everybody that has come up under Kobe is successful. This man is averaging 18 points off the bench, 46% from the field, 38% from three. Crazy. Now, D'Angelo Russell. This is another Kobe baby. That's what I like to call him. Kobe's babies. You know, everybody that received some tutoring from Kobe... They're successful right now. Look at D'Angelo Russell averaging 19 points per game. Although he's not on a successful team, he did lead a Brooklyn Nets team to the playoffs and won victory in the playoffs. Let's look at Julius Randle. He's an all-star this season. Like he's averaging 23 points per game, 11 rebounds, and 6 assists. And shooting 41% from three, 48% from the field, 81% from the line. Look at let's uh, bi bi Brandon Ingram. Let's let's check him out. Look at Brandon Ingram's numbers this year: 24 points per game, five rebounds, and five assists. 47 from the field, 39% from three. So, um, I hate to sound like an asshole when I say this, but the Lakers ruined what the possibility of what could have been a young organization built from the bottom up. But they decided to get a win now team, which is cool. That's not a bad decision to make, but. I wanted to see these boys shine, and that's why I'm a New Orleans Pelicans fan now because Lonzo's there, Josh Hart's there, Brandon Ingram's there, Zion Williamson's there. Why not? 
All right, now here's another good question. Where should sorry-ass Blake Griffin and sorry-ass Andre Drummond go? <laughs> I mean, who should? I mean, Portland's probably the Portland is probably the only place that Blake Griffin should go. Because, you know, I heard rumblings that the Lakers were looking at him, but I don't think so. You're going to bring another injury-prone, washed-up nigga to your team? Come on, man. Um, I mean, Orlando doesn't sound like a bad idea. But everywhere else, Blake Griffin's a backup. Like, Blake would have to assume a backup role. Now, Andre Drummond, although I said out he's a sorry motherfucker, he's got a lot more time to, you know, I always said Andre Drummond would be the fourth option on a championship team one day. And, I mean, if he goes to Brooklyn, you know, that's that seals the deal right there. I mean... Clippers could use him. Toronto could use him. Those are the only ones that I'd say that Drummond is safe in. Now, now we're on the main subject, the hot seat. Which NBA coaches are on the hot seat? Well, um, I hate to start. I hate to say this shit, but I might say Dwayne Casey. Is on the hot seat, but he's probably on the last. He's the last coach that's on the hot seat, but I think he's on the hot seat because, you know, it's taking him a little bit longer to develop these players. Now, don't get me wrong. I think I don't think I don't think Casey's going to get fired anytime soon. At least I hope not, because he's not really necessarily the problem, but I still think he's kind of on the hot seat because he's going to get rushed. Brad Stevens is definitely on the hot seat, y'all. Here's why. Look at Boston's record. It's fucking horrible. You mean to tell me you have two top 15 players in the league? And you guys are sixth in the East. 15 and 15. It looks like that that Brad Stevens motion offense is played out. And I think that Boston needs to head a different direction. I think Brad Stevens should go back to college and coach. This shit ain't for you. You've had grandiose talent. You've had some of the best talent in the world. You had Kyrie Irving. You had Gordon Hayward. You had Al Horford. You had Brown and Tatum and Terry Rozier. And y'all couldn't get to the finals. And y'all couldn't beat. A weak-ass Cleveland team with just LeBron James on it. So, I think Brad Stevens has one more season to get it together. I would be surprised if they fired him, but I would fire him after this season if the Celtics do not advance to the finals. I'm just saying, bro. All right, who else? Who else? Who else is on the hot seat? I think the Orlando Magic head coach, Steve Clifford, is on the hot seat. 
after taking uh, the Magic to the playoffs last season, I mean, I understand that Markel Fultz got hurt, and it kind of ruined the momentum of the season. And Cole Anthony has stepped in, and he has done well in Fultz's absence. But Aaron Gordon hasn't really grown into an all-star. Nikola Vucevic is basically there by himself. And I think not only Steve Clifford, but the Magic GM should be on the hot seat. Um, I think Scott Brooks in Washington, he's on the hot seat. Is Scott Brooks still the coach there? Let me double check that. Yep, it is Scott Brooks. That nigga is definitely on the hot seat. You need to tell me you have Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook in the weak-ass Eastern Conference and still can't get a 9 or a 10 seat? Fuck out of here, dog. Rick Carlisle, I mean, he was on the hot seat, but I think he's safe now. Mike Malone. I hate to break it to the Denver Nuggets, but I think Mike Malone is definitely on the hot seat because Denver Nuggets has a championship caliber team. But again, what's the use of your uh, what's the use of having weapons if you can't use them or if you don't use them? Seriously. Come on, man. I think Mike Malone, you know, his philosophy is being is played. You gotta play 10 if you got all this talent in Denver. Just bottom line. Play Zeke Naji. Play Bowl Bowl more. Play Monte Morris more. Start Michael Porter Jr. Give him more minutes. So that he could get that experience. They fire, you see they fired Minnesota coach. I was like, damn. Like, Carl Anthony Towns got hurt. I mean, and then you just got D'Lo and and D'Lo and Cat haven't played together. I don't think that is necessarily on Ryan Saunders. I think the GM should have been fired, if anything. But then again, I don't think anybody should have been fired in Minnesota. I think Ryan Saunders should have got a healthy year with uh, Russell and Towns and then make a decision. Now, Stan Van Gundy should be on the hot seat, but I bet you that they keep him like the stupid niggas that they are. My thoughts on this is it's disappointing, man. Like Stan Van Gundy has all this young talent. They're a playoff team, but that bitch ass nigga, he don't know how to coach. Younger players, he's always been stuck in his ways, just like his brother, Van Gundy, Jeff Van Gundy. You know, his coaching style does not translate into the current NBA, and that's why he's not a coach right now. Neither Van Gundy should be coaching in the NBA right now. They should be coaching in the G League. Stan Van Gundy is sorry. He's a piece of shit, and I hate him. I hate his guts. I just want to choke the shit out this motherfucker. I just want to RKO this motherfucker. I want to throw this nigga out of a moving car. 
Mike Budenholzer, the Milwaukee Bucks coach. Hell yeah, he's on the hot seat. Hell yeah. That motherfucker, if they don't make the finals this year, he should be fired. It's finals or bust for this nigga. I'm just saying. Like, Mike Budenholzer does not know how to coach. He doesn't run any plays. Um, He doesn't know uh, Giannis' strengths and weaknesses despite him coaching him for for 12, 12 years. I mean, not 12 years, but you know what I mean. Despite coaching him for four or five years. Mike Budenholzer is the epitome of white privilege in the NBA. He just is. He's white privilege. Like if a nigga would have done what Mike Budenholzer did, that nigga ass would be the fuck out of the NBA. That nigga would be an assistant coach on Doc Rivers' staff. Mike Budenholzer is showing that he is just an assistant coach being a head coach. Giannis coaches that team, not him. Let's see, who else is on the hot seat before I move on? Because, you know, it's 19 minutes in, and I'm trying to do a 30-minute show, and I don't think that's really going to happen. Luke Walton is on the hot seat for sure. Sacramento should have taken that leap. But that's about it, though. Everybody else is safe. Anyway, Clippers and Nets. Ah, let's talk about that for a second. I think Kawhi pushed off, but Harden fouled Kawhi first. So, honestly, that really should have just been a double foul. And Kawhi would have had an and one, but I think that was a double foul. More than... It was one or the other, but the Harden foul was first. And then the, uh, you know, Harden, he flops. He flops more than Anderson Verajal. I think it was a bullshit way of ending the game. I think that should have been a no call. To be honest, I would have called a no call. Let the niggas play. But it's a regular season game, so I guess the refs can decide that. But I think that... um. I think that um, it was a bullshit ending. Um, Bobby Schmurter is set to be released from jail this week. I mean, some people say he's already out. And, you know, the date that I got was tomorrow's date. So hopefully he can get back to making those big club anthems. You know what I'm saying? Because I, you know, um, I like Bobby Schmurter. I like his music, man. His music is hype as fuck. Um, Nas posted something on his Instagram. I think, yeah, it was him of him and Dre working together. And Nas was viciously attacking the track while Dre was on the ones and twos. And speaking of Dr. Dre, um, he was seen on the internet, you know, spitting raps about his ex-wife. You know what I'm saying? So, 
I mean, he was spitting some bars about how his wife would try to sleep with him while he was like in the ICU. So that was some interesting information. All right, Meek Mill exposed. Oh boy, Meek Mill, Meek Mill, Meek Mill. This man has taken more L's than the Detroit Pistons. This man has taken more L's than the Washington Wizards in his career. <clears throat> I feel bad for me. <laughs> I feel bad for Meek Mill. I really do. But this week, this nigga taught you. This nigga spit. You know, a, a record leaked out. It was featuring him and Little Baby and somebody else. And he had a line directed at Kobe. You know what I'm saying? You know, he said if he goes out in a blaze, it's going to be another Kobe. I don't think that he should have addressed the king. Leave the king alone, man. Leave the king name out of your mouth. You are not of royalty enough to even utter the names of the name Kobe Bryant. I feel like that was disrespectful to him, the families that passed in that crash. And he should have never just used that line to begin with. That's just my thoughts on that shit. But Meek Mill, you know, I'd already addressed the Takashi thing. And now this. And then the quarantine pack was whack. That shit was garbage. So it looks like Meek Mill is in a decline. Because he never was really a superior rapper. But he just was a he just made dope ass songs and featured on the right records. Ari Lennox, congratulations to Ari Lennox as she's the first person on Dreamville Records to go platinum that's not named J. Cole. Um, Her album, Shea Butter Baby, is platinum. I mean, I like everything Ari Lennox drops. Singles, songs that are never released. Ari Lennox does not miss. She rarely misses. I've never heard a whack Ari Lennox song. It's Tretch. From Naughty by Nature, gonna sign the Shady Records. Now, there is rumors that Tretch invited Eminem to executive produce his first solo album on Shady Records. And if you know me by now, if you watch my channel, listen to my shows and shit like that, y'all know I'm a big Tretch from Naughty by Nature fan. I am a Tretch fanboy. Pause, but it's the truth. Like, he's in my top 50 rappers. Like, the dude is a lyricist. The nigga got bars. And I wonder what Tretch would sound like in 2021 under the uh, tutelage of Eminem. And Eminem was also pictured in the studio with Big Daddy Kane. I wonder if they could cook up some shit. I mean, Kane is always going to be good because Kane fathered so many styles. And you can see where Hove gets his swag from. An Eminem and Kane record would be crazy. Killer Cam. This just fucking happened. Killer Cam was banging some white girl. Right? And he was re- probably reenacting that scene from Pain in Full. Like, this nigga was beating this bitch's cheeks. He was knocking the shit out of her. You can check it on Twitter. You can look it up on Twitter. I mean, he's trending right now. Killer Cam, like, disrespecting this white woman. <laughs> just crazy, man. Um, I watched a couple of games tonight. I watched a couple of games. Um, I caught Memphis and Dallas. 
it was getting too out of hand. The game that I wanted to watch was the uh, Portland Trailblazers and Phoenix Suns. I thought Damon D. Book was going to be a good one. But Devin Booker was killing these motherfuckers, man. Devin Booker was on fire. He was cooking Dame in the first half. They had to put somebody else on Book. And he was killing them. Dame just couldn't get it going tonight. Dame time just ran out of time tonight. And that's my boy. But he was off. He was shooting too many threes. But, you know, sometimes he took it to the rack. And then, you know, Phoenix made him a playmaker, which he can do very well. But he just shot bad from the field. Um, I also watched um, the ending of Charlotte Hornets and Utah Jazz. And um, Charlotte kept it close, but Utah Jazz were just too superior. They were just too deep and too much. And I think Gordon Hayward went down with an injury, but I don't think it's serious. He landed awkwardly on his wrist, but um, he walked off the court under his own power. But yeah, that's my show. That's my show, man. I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Yeah, 25 minutes. That's enough, man. Fuck that.